Hello and welcome to Keep Showing Up with Beasters of Fitness, where we dive into all things fitness, nutrition, mental health, and more. I am here to guide you through your fitness journey or even inspire someone out there to incorporate some healthier habits into their life. I'm your host, Brianna Souza, and let's get into today's episode. Hello, everybody. Um, This is my first episode in a while, and also my first episode in like the last three episodes. Wait, three? Yeah, three episodes that are just me. I've had like three guests on my in my last three episodes, episodes which were so, so fun. But honestly, I'm really excited to just chill, hang out, and talk about some topics and just ramble on my own and just talk about what's on my mind. Um, I'm not going to lie. I have nothing in front of me. I have a few things in, in mind, but nothing, no like specific order. I'm really just going to kind of see how it goes and I'm very excited to. Um, I think also happy new year. <laughs> happy new year. I cannot believe it's 2024. The vibes are amazing for this year. And I'm drinking my little protein coffee. I think that um, my goals for this year with my fitness goals and stuff, I just kind of realized the last few days that it might look different than I thought. And I'm so, so excited about it. When you get to a point that fitness is not just about losing weight, honestly, it's so freeing. It's so exciting. You really also understand that and realize that, you know, the real work is done when you're not in a fat loss phase. So I've been in a cut since August, like mid-August. And then, you know, diet breaks here and there, mostly just on track days here and there. I didn't really track the last week and a half, I would say, of the year. So I was like, let me just kind of go strong for a couple months of the the first few months of the year, see what I can get out of this deficit, and then, you know, go to maintenance. And so I took a course um, from DLD, amazing company. I've talked about them so many times. But they have a peer-to-peer coaching program where you get a client and you also get a coach. It's like um, a little exchange. And so I got a coach for three months and we're in like month number two. We're, I think we're starting month number two now. And she kind of like said like, you know, it's good and it's important to pick an end date for this deficit. You've been in it for a pretty like good amount of time. And so I'm like, honestly, I agree. And so after she said that, because I was like thinking, I'm like, I'm just not feeling this deficit. The last week, even though it was kind of before my period, but I don't know, my week, my um, my workouts didn't really feel that great. And I was like, mm, I know as a coach what to look for. Eventually, your body starts to give you signs that, hey, we need more food. And you just start to feel kind of like, low energy, whatever. And I didn't know if it was improper fueling before my workout or if it was just like getting my period. I had a really good leg day today, but I'm so excited to get out of this fat loss phase because I think I just feel better at maintenance too. 
And I'm just ready to build some muscle. It's hard to build muscle when you're in a deficit. It's not impossible, but it is naturally harder to gain muscle when you're under eating. You know, even when it's a healthy deficit, you're still under eating, especially for muscle building. So you have to make sure you're hitting your protein constantly and progressive overload in the gym and really pushing yourself. So it's not impossible to not like gain muscle during a deficit, but um, or it's not impossible to gain muscle is what I meant in a deficit, but it's more optimal for your body and for your muscles. When I'm in maintenance, I swear every few weeks I can see a difference in my muscles because I'm eating enough and I'm pushing myself in the gym. Guess what? I have more energy to push myself in the gym. More of the story is I am just so excited to... <sighs> I'm going to spend pretty much the whole year at maintenance and I have never thought that I would be in a place like I can't believe I'm like at this place because for a while there I was like only focused on losing weight. Now I would like to lose more weight but that's not really my concern now especially because I am gonna like body recomp basically so like weight training with eating at maintenance so I will still be losing fat in the process, which is a long process, but I am so ready to spend most of the year. I think I'm going to spend until literally July or August at maintenance. And at first I told my coach, I'm like, why don't we just like push this deficit until the end of February? And now it's looking like end of January because I'm like, I'm so excited to be able to lift heavier and just do my thing and see more progress muscle wise. And so I told her, like, we're just going to see how it goes. So depending on what the scale says by the end of the month, if I'm like a few pounds away from a certain goal, like I think that I'm going to push it a couple more weeks, like we're just going to see how it goes. But basically I probably have three to four weeks left of this deficit, maybe less. I'm just excited to get out of it. I don't feel like I'm not eating enough, but in the gym I do. I'm so excited to like not feel that way. Anyways, so yeah, make sure your New Year's goals have has like a good plan. And I offer free consultations. So I always kind of preach like if you have no idea what you need to do, that loud truck, sorry. If you have no idea like where do I start? What do I do? How much do I eat? go to a consultation with a coach and just, you don't have to work with them. And I know I might be sounding like I'm not selling myself. Do you know what I mean? I recommend getting a coach, but if you just want to like get a read on what do I do and you want to be fully independent, visit a coach. Be like, Hey, here's, here's what I got. Here's who I am. What do I do from here? Even if that person doesn't want to work with a coach, even though it's recommended, I think that's important. I think it's like, I don't mind spending half an hour with someone to help them, even if that means they're not my client. Like that's my personal opinion. I, I really don't mind. Now I do offer completely independent programs. Like I do have like a nutrition guidelines, like here's exactly what you need to do and how to track it all yourself. And like without like any check-ins, without needing me, that's also an option. And I have online training, right? But if that if a client is not into it, they don't want a coach, they just want 
a few like some guidance i'm happy to do that i don't care like i my goal as a coach is to help as many people as i physically can and sometimes that means that person might not be like a full-time client and i'm definitely okay with that even when someone like reaches out to me that just follows my instagram and says wow you're like your content's very helpful boom like that's what i want (laughs) sorry i'm like drinking a lot of drinks right now all right let me get comfortable for this next topic i'm actually gonna put my heated blanket on because we're gonna we're going in right now please hold So, I just have a lot to say. (laughs) Let's just talk about, I'm squeaking, there's a lot of noises. Okay. Let's just talk about validation from people in general, but male validation. I think that I struggled with this for a very long time. And it really was validation from any person. But of course, I think like male validation is also plays a huge part in it. So growing up, I feel like when I posted pictures online, if they didn't get a certain reaction, I legit thought it was a bad picture, a bad video, a bad this. I'm like, why did no one give me a compliment? I don't feel this way now. I do not feel this way now at all. It's nice to get an uplifting comment. Of course. Hey, you look good, you know? But I, if I don't get that, I don't think any different of myself. I'm posting this for me. It did not used to be like that. It actually used to be quite opposite. I was like, okay, if no one likes this, if no one comments, I must be ugly. And it's so sad to think back, like, that's how I felt. And so me and my therapist really worked together trying not to feel anything negative, any regret, any remorse. I don't think remorse is no remorse is not the word I'm looking for or any, um, any just guilt feeling or embarrassment. Embarrassment is what I'm looking for of things I used to post or things I used to do because I was in such a dark place. Sometimes I'm horrified, you know, when you're about to go to bed and you're like, why did I do that? But I honestly like, I'm just, we're working on it. I'm working on forgiving myself for portraying myself in a way that is not who I am. But I was in such a low place that I feel like I was over-sexualizing myself. I just, I wanted any attention I could get. It is so not how I feel now. I do things for me, but back then I wasn't doing things for me. I was doing things to make myself feel better there was something darker going on and if you're in that place you feel like you're posting just for like any validation just know that it's okay i don't like not it's okay like do it i'm saying that forgive yourself but try to work on not needing to do that i just don't um i also have like a weird thing with like being perceived i think that that's where the embarrassment comes from. Like being embarrassed that I was perceived a certain way, but also here's the thing, rule number whatever in the four agreements, I love that book. I reference it probably every episode. Oh my God. Oh, um, 
<laughs> never assume. I'm like, what am I even saying? Don't assume. I cannot assume people thought how I thought about myself. I cannot assume people were looking at me like, that's embarrassing. You know, maybe, maybe. But I cannot assume unless it's like in my face. So I try not to be hard on myself or embarrassed because I'm like, honestly, maybe people weren't batting an eye. And I, I don't want to know. I don't want to know. But I just want, all I'm saying is like, don't assume negative, if that makes sense. I, I want to say something. So maybe a few months ago, I posted a podcast about TikTok hate comments and how when I was in that very dark place posting things that, you know, weren't really me, whatever, whatever, I was getting hate comments out the, out the, forgetting words today. What is the word? Every, whatever. I was getting hate comments left and right. Going, again, I'm going to say the same thing I said that in that episode, going through awakening for the first time in your life trying to love yourself, trying to be like, no, don't call yourself. I hate, I hate this word, but I'm using it because that's what I thought at the time. I used to call myself fat all the time. I hate that word. I don't want to hear it. I would never say that about myself. I just, I hate that word. But I was like trying to love myself and be like, no, I'm not this. I'm, I'm this. And then getting 20 to 30 comments, each video saying you're fat. It's like, oh, that hurt. I'm not going to say it didn't hurt because it did hurt because my confidence was so low. I don't remember like crying about it. I don't really remember. I think I, bl- I think I blocked it out. I don't remember it having long-term effects. At the same time, a situation that happened recently kind of made me realize like maybe it did have an effect on me because I don't remember like being that upset. I almost thought it was like sad that they were saying those things or maybe I thought some comments were kind of funny and I'm like wait what more like a oops that's a loud loud truck I'm gonna keep that in um more just like are you okay are you okay like I I never I don't remember having it be such a big thing I just remember finding it very weird and sad and it definitely hurt my feelings but I don't remember it being like detrimental if that makes sense so I posted a reel on TikTok, or just kidding, a reel on Instagram. I posted a little reel on Instagram, and I'm sorry, but I'm annoyed because, you know what, it's fine. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like healing from it as I'm talking about it. Here's what happened. Um, this reel has 306,000 views on Instagram, which is really cool for me. I was like, you know what? I feel very proud of this video. I really do. That is my highest view Instagram reel on my fitness page. I feel very good about it. You have to understand that if that many people are going to see a video, there is going to be comments that are negative. It's very unfortunate, but honestly, I don't think you can avoid it, especially if it has to do with your body. Like, honestly, any video, if it gets a lot of views, you're always going to get... Oh, if you just heard that, I was like playing it. Um, I don't know. Do you know what I mean? Like, unfortunately, I don't think you can avoid it. And it's really sad. But at the end of the day, I was proud of myself. I was proud of myself for posting this because I've never had an issue being vulnerable online. Now, sometimes I have in the past for 100% overshared. But when it comes to my fitness page, I feel like I do a very good job at showing real size of things. I'm not posting only the good. And I'm very proud of myself. I take a lot of pride in the fact that I feel like I'm a very realistic, also like 
disciplined, but also, hey, sometimes shit happens, you know? Whatever. I posted, um, I'm wearing like a sports bra and bottoms. I was taking progress pictures for my coach. And I was testing out the lighting, see like how good of the lighting would be if I opened the curtain or not. And I realized the pictures that I took with the curtain open and closed, my texture, like the cellulite on my body looked completely different. I'm like, oh, you know, I'm better record this with my camera and make a post out of this because a post, I said that kind of weird because I, okay, let me know how you guys feel. I personally don't care about cellulite. I don't know. Now, this is, I understand why people might be insecure about it. I'm not saying that I'm never insecure about it, but 90% of the time, I really don't think about it. And that's because I kind of grew up with it. Like, I kind of always had cellulite, um, like, forever and ever. And I remember maybe, like, 12 years old, like, I just always had cellulite. So, when I see that in myself, I'm like, it is what it is. Like, I don't really whatever. And like, you know, I do have days where I'm like, oh, I don't really feel that secure wearing shorts. But for the most part, I'm like, what do you want me to do? Cut off the skin? Like, what do you want me to do? Like, I think truly, I don't know what the, if this is good advice, but if I'm insecure about something, if, if I cannot change it either ever or like in the moment, I'm like, well, that's what I look like. And I'm just like, whatever. So, um, <laughs> The essence of the video is, I don't know who needs to hear this, but your body having texture does not mean you're not healthy, strong, or fit. Because someone can be absolutely jacked and still have cellulite. Like, that's not an indication whether or not this person is healthy or not. I feel really good about this video. I think I look like a badass. And I look strong as fuck. Sorry, like, I, like, hesitated because I don't know if I'm, like, am I allowed to swear? Um, I look... If my mom's listening, I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't swear in front of my parents. I just grew up like that. So when I swear in here, I don't even know if she listens to like every episode, but sorry, mother. Basically, I was so proud of this. I'm still so proud of this. I think it's so cool how much like views it got. Like, you know, I, I know that this video helps a lot of people. Not only that, a couple of like my favorite people followed me from this reel. Like, people that I look up to have, have followed me from this reel. And I, I feel very good about it. But anyways, um, some very good comments. But then we get to a point where there's these... Okay, I'm trying not to be mean. I just get so mad. Because I have... I need... Let me get one thing straight. My videos on my fitness page are for the girls. It's <laughs> not for... And no, listen. It's for the girls but it's also for the respect, respectful men. Okay. I, I love a gym bro. Like, you know, I'm down for a good gym bro. Like, Hey, you're doing good. You know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? Do you know what I mean? When it comes to these trying to be nice. Cause you know what? They can't help it. They can't help it. But these, these men like crawl out of the gutter. Okay. Hold on. It's so hard for me to be mad at people because I feel so bad because I know they're hurting. Otherwise, you would never call someone names if you are happy with yourself. But, I I mean, these men are just crawling out of the gutters calling me fat. Like, I just... 
it's not okay one of them kind of my feelings a little bit but it's more just aggravating it's more like okay shoot like a little fly do you know what i mean it's like oh get away it's not like oh my god you think i'm fat like i'm not i'm not upset over this it's just like oh okay please this is not for you like this video is not made for you everyone is loud of having opinions if you think that about me go touch grass i don't know like go i don't know i feel bad like are you okay i know i'm talking a million miles per hour i had a lot of caffeine um not a lot i just had my coffee but um it's more so like i feel bad for these people because when i like i know what it's like to be in a very dark place where you don't want to be on earth like i get it trigger warning sorry but like i understand not loving myself, not loving my life, being miserable, unmotivated. I've never commented on someone's, you know, video calling someone fat, but like what I'm saying is I know even at my darkest times, I wouldn't do that. So I just, this, these people have to be so sad and I truly have empathy and I want them to get better. Like I'm not even making a joke. I genuinely feel terrible for these people. And so that's why Sometimes it doesn't affect me because I understand where they're coming from. I understand that when you hate your life so much, you just want to spread your hate. And I understand that. Let me oh, let me start off with, um, I'm only going to read a few comments. Well, they're gone now, but they're in my brain because I read them. I deleted them, one, because I don't want someone to see my video and be like, oh my God, this helped me so much. Like, I feel like I have the same cellulite or I have the same body type, whatever. And then look at the comments and be like, oh, do I look like, like, like see the comments and think that about themselves. That's why I delete them because I don't want anyone to ever feel that way about themselves because of someone else's video. I hope that makes sense. But, um, like a secondhand insult, like, oh my God, this, this looks like me. Like, I love this video. It made me feel so good. And then you look at the comments. Oh, blah, blah, blah. And you, you, like, what I'm saying is you might feel like that comment is also towards you. So I delete them. And also I delete them because I just want to them to go away. And so I just automatically hit the block. I don't want that energy. So, um, I don't know. Part of me, I'm like, do I even say what they said? Is it even, like, worth it? Well, for one, there was a... <laughs> There's a man commenting, throw up, throw up emojis. I'm like, throwing up? Damn, like, why are you throwing? That's what I mean. It's kind of funny. I'm like, you're throwing up over this? I look good. Like, I don't care. I'm like, are you okay? You're actually, you're throwing up. And you know what? Emojis, emojis will get you. Like, damn, you saw my video of my body and you throw up. That's terrible. Like, throwing up, really? Uh, so, see, sometimes that you can make light out of it and just kind of picture, like, someone seeing it and, like, I can't imagine their face, like, oh, like, oh, my God, are you okay? It's not that deep. Like, just scroll if you don't like it. Okay, the next one, the next one hit home a little bit. And I'm, this is my next topic. This is why I'm sharing all of this. Everything's kind of connected today. So, the next one hurt me because I'll explain. They said, 
another fat whale trying to become a fitness influencer. And I was like, God damn. And that was my, that was my, the first hate comment I saw in that video. And I want to also clear up, like, I don't usually get, it's been a long time since I've gotten flooded with hate comments. It's been a while, but any hate comments I've ever gotten in my life have been about my weight and ow, you know, it, I'm not going to say like, that made me feel great, but I know, I know how to cope. Like, I know, like, I understand not to take it personally because it's, I know it's not personal. Um, I'm in a very good place with how I love my body, how I see myself. So it really isn't like something I'm thinking about more than a few minutes, if that makes sense. This one was really nice because (laughs) I'm being sarcastic. I've never, I don't believe I've ever talked about this. I might've touched on it, but I don't really know how to talk about it. So that's why I don't really talk about it because I don't know how to go about it. I don't know how to word it. I'm, I'll, I'll try my best. But I started my business when I was not a healthy human being. Um, I was, I mean, imagine when you are in school and you're like graduating from something, you learn through experience, you learn from practicing what you preach. So when I, I like really truly started my business, the second I got my personal training license, like I wasn't experienced, but that's when I started my business. Not really a common thing people do, I don't think. I had a unique experience. I'm very happy it worked out. I'm very happy with where I am now. And I'm so grateful for clients that have stuck with me since the beginning. But I really grew with my business. I learned through experience and how to help myself and my goals. So when I started my business, I was not a very fit slash healthy human being, if that makes sense. Now, I saw a video of someone talking about this, and I can't explain to you, like, it healed me. And they're basically talking about how, you know, what someone's weight is, what someone looks like, doesn't necessarily mean they're uneducated. What you need to look at is, like, client testimonials and client transformations and their transformations and um, their education level. So, especially because in a fitness journey, things can take time. So, starting my fitness journey truly at that time while starting my business, I think that I had to prove myself to the world that I have the education behind it and that I was practicing what I preach. And I think that took a little bit. Um, I hope I'm making sense. Like, I would never look at a coach and judge them. Like... You do not have to be 0% body fat and absolutely jacked to be a trainer. I think what matters is you are practicing what you preach and you have education and you have client transformations to back your education up. And um, I think not up until a couple years ago, honestly, maybe even a year ago, I... Okay, let me do the math real quick. Uh, Maybe like a year and a half, two years ago. No, sorry. (laughs) I'm just like thinking out loud. Let's say two years ago. I have really struggled with imposter syndrome because I thought no one was taking me seriously because I wasn't a healthy me, if that makes sense. 
it wasn't about the number on the scale. It was just like how I felt. Like I didn't feel healthy because I was learning myself and I feel so confident in now in my abilities, my education and like who I am. And so I, when I saw that comment, I was like, it hurt for a second because in the past I have struggled with imposter syndrome because of my weight, I guess. There is nothing wrong with my weight at all. I am very confident in myself and I'm very confident in my abilities to be a very good coach. But it was like reading a comment that my old self maybe thought. I mean, I would never think that those exact words. Because honestly, that was like a 2010 comment. Fat whale, like, please. This is, this is very, like, this is, this is not modern. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, you call someone that 10 years ago, 15 years ago. I'm like, please, can you do better than that? But please don't. I'm like, please leave me alone. <laughs> um, so what I'm saying is I struggled with imposter syndrome because of what I looked like. And I wasn't necessarily looking in the mirror and be like, I hate you, whatever. I wasn't, it wasn't that. It was just maybe I was comparing myself to other coaches at the time. Like, oh, well, this person is so much like smaller than me, whatever. And so I realized the past two years, I feel so educated. I am helping clients reach their goals. I am doing what I have to do. I have the testimonials. I have so many clients tell me on the weekly basis that I'm changing their life. So that is the most important thing about like my job, you know? And so at the same time, I, I get it. I get it. It's like people, ugh, I just had a flashback. Oh my God. Um, when I started my business, trust me when I say it, I heard it. So it wasn't just my brain being like, you're not healthy enough to be a trainer. I, I heard it. I heard it so much. And I'm like, um, I heard it. <laughs> I had some, I'm not gonna, I can't, it's like, I'm not gonna keep singing like that. Sing talking. Let me cut that. Um, or just, I'm moving on. I, oh, let me take my magnesium pills. It's right next to me. So I want to be clear that not only is it I think that, but people telling you that, not strangers, not, these are not comments. People telling you that you're, you need to lose weight before you start your business. That was happening. That was happening to me. So I had those, I had other people's words. And then, and then I also had my imposter syndrome. So for a little bit there, I would say the first year of my business, I did not feel worthy to have the job I did. I felt a little bit insecure so different now. I feel like, yeah, I am more than capable, if not very, very capable of doing my damn job. Again, and also, you know, whatever, what I'm saying is, whatever a coach looks like, of course you want to have like that role model, but if they have their own transformation, I, I'm repeating myself a little bit, their own transformation, client transformation, client testimonials, and the education, that is like, that's the evidence. I also think I do look like a fit person. I am just not 
I have body fat. I don't know how else to say it. Like, you know, I also don't like to put labels on myself. My whole life, even at my lowest weight, I was constantly being told I was plus sized, which is fine. I don't care. I don't care being these things, but I was always, I always had labels growing up. Like, tell me why I probably had like, I don't even know, a very, I, I was like my lowest weight probably ever. And back when I wanted to like do modeling, I would go to a couple like modeling agency um, interviews, I think, or whatever it's called. I would sit down. Hi, I'm Brianna. The Within the first two minutes, okay, well, you're obviously a plus size model. And I'm like, that's fine. But looking back, not only was I like 17, 18, I was, I don't, I guess like, I don't care about being plus size, but do, do you know what I mean? Being plus size or being whatever was never negative to me. It was the connotation and the condescending tone that people were saying it in. Do you know what I mean? Oh, well, obviously you're like, you know, you are a plus size model. So we're just going to have to take that into consideration. Like they're disappointed in me. Do you know, like it was, um, it was more like other people's tones of voices that made me think, oh, is this a negative thing? But I've always fairly been a confident person, even the darkest times. I, I just kind of faked it till I made it. But um, I guess what I'm saying is it is what it is. Honestly, want to say that try not to take negative comments personally. I know it's hard, especially when you feel like you're thinking those things and then someone else says it. Um. Also, tell me why someone commented in a different language. Oh, well, it was Spanish. I I can read Spanish pretty well because not only did I, I mean, I took like four years of Spanish in high school, but I'm also Portuguese. I'm not fluent, but I can read Portuguese as well for the most part. You know what I mean? Like I have enough education to read in, a, in that those two languages enough to where I could put the pieces together. Also, what this comment was, was very obvious because it's like one of those things that it sounds just like an English word, but it's like, there's an S at the end. <laughs> Tell me why someone commented, Mucha, mucha cellulitis. I was like, no, please leave me alone. I was, I was, I was dying laughing at that one just because it's just kind of funny that it was in a different language. <laughs> it was just in a different language. So when I read that, I'm like, am I being roasted in a different language right now? Like, goddamn. Um, I am happy that I can make light of it and joke about it. Like, I'm happy that that didn't affect me. I, like, long-term. That first one, that first one hurt me for a few minutes. I think I got over it immediately because I was like, this person's unhappy, whatever, whatever. But also, those are my old thoughts. So when someone called me like, oh, this whatever, trying to be an influencer, fitness influencer, I... I don't feel that way about myself, but with the old me did. Again, not that specific thing. But, like, the old me had imposter syndrome, so I, like, I think the old, my old thoughts kind of like, wait, am I, like, supposed to be a trainer? No, absolutely not. Like, I'm not thinking like that. Like, when I said no, absolutely not, I meant, like, I'm not listening to this comment. But, like, it was my old thoughts, you know. I, I did used to question my ability to be a trainer because I wasn't – I didn't look like – I didn't look like the average trainer. And I don't really think I look like the average trainer right now. But I truly 
truly don't care what people think because I know what I'm doing and I also there's always room to grow there's always room to grow I I have my fitness goals I have goals for my education like I feel very confident in my abilities and I don't really need to prove myself to people that don't want to hear I don't know I don't even know what I'm trying to say that's why I don't really like to talk about it that much because I don't know how to talk about it I would not ever I would not ever look at a trainer and judge them for their body type or their weight like I think like it's your job if you're practicing what you preach that truly is what matters and but I also get where people are coming from I I do get it like I I, I'm not going to be oblivious and be like how could they think this I I get it like, you want to hire someone who knows what they're doing and practices that healthy lifestyle. I totally get that. But I forgive myself for ever thinking that I didn't have the ability to be a good trainer because I had some weight to lose. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, you got the education. I, I'm not going to repeat the list again. You know what I want to say. I've said it eight times. <sighs> but, yeah, I, I love my job. I love my ability to adapt and to learn and grow. I really think that I don't mind being wrong in the sense of like, I'm always down to learn. I'm always down to learn more and become a better coach. I think that I'm on such a good track. I think that I am a great coach because guess what? All my clients remind me very often how good of a coach I am and I'm receiving that positive feedback and I am very confident in my abilities and also having a coach the past month has really helped me understand that as well. Like I, I, I love seeing how other coaches do it and I'm like, oh, like it was just good validation that like I know my abilities as a coach. I don't know. I think that like I don't ever let my ego get in the way of like I can't be wrong. This is how I think and that's how it is. Like I'm so down to learn. I saw someone, I mentioned this in my last podcast with my friend Lexi, but I saw someone post about, like, repost a meme about cycle syncing, and I was like, I don't get it. Like, I don't get why. It was like a meme, like, not like a dirty look, but kind of like a weird look, and it was like, oh, when people cycle sync. And I'm like, wait, why is that Why is that a big thing? Because I kind of, I low-key kind of preach that. Like, I preach that, hey, you might feel weak, during this times of the month, depending on your cycle. But instead of being like, yeah, they're wrong. That's a stupid opinion. That's not who I am. Like I'm down to be like, oh, how come you think like that? Maybe there's something that I can learn here. And when I was looking into it, the debate about cycle syncing is not planning your workouts because of your cycle. So not being like, I'm about to get my period. I'm going to go super light today. It's not even that. It's you go into the workout open-minded and you try your best. You do the same weight that you usually do. But if it feels extra heavy, maybe then go a little bit lighter. So I looked into it. I'm like, oh, I totally get that now. I totally get why that's an opinion. Um, I don't really think I was preaching exactly that. Like, hey, make sure you go light today because you're about to get a period. I think that, hey, that's an explanation. But I thought it was really cool when I looked into it, like seeing why people thought that. I love to learn. Like, 
don't know. I'm down. I'm down to be wrong. I'm down to learn and grow. I, in about three months, it will be um, four years since I got my PT license, which is super cool. And in May, it'll be three years since I have my studio. I just, I love my job so much. I'm so grateful for it. And I'm grateful for all my clients. And I have so much gratitude and people that have stuck by me when I wasn't my healthiest and are still my clients today and, and watch me grow and, you know, get healthy. I really, really appreciate it. And I just, I love that. I think everything played out exactly how it was supposed to be. You know, it was supposed to, I guess what I'm saying. I think more of the story is trying to let other people's words like um, get to you. And you know what I really love? I have been seeing fitness um, coaches post their negative comments and make a reel about it. Like they, they talk about their experience, like experiences receiving those negative words. And that has helped me a lot. I'm like, you know what? It's very unfortunate, but this is very common. I That makes me feel even better because I know it's not personal. You can look however you can look what you could look you can have negative body fat percentage and you will probably get a comment and it's like i hate it um i what i hate about it is that there's hate in the world that i just i really want people to heal i need think that everyone needs to if you feel that way and you feel like you want to spread hate like that like just please like get therapy and that's not an insult because i love my therapy oh i remember what i was going to talk about um but yeah, love therapy. But what I'm saying is, um, <sighs> peace and blessings. Um, I just want everyone to be happy. <laughs> I just want everyone to be happy. I really do. And next thing I want to talk about is the fact that it's been a year. In 30 days, a year and a month that I've quit nicotine. And let me tell you this. Quitting nicotine was the best thing I've ever done. And I am not going to lie because I am not a liar. I've never told a lie except I'm lying. <laughs> Obviously, everyone has lied at one point. I am not lying. And I need to be honest. Of course, I miss smoking. Duh. It was an addiction. They call it an addiction for a reason. Of course, I crave it. Of course, whatever. But guess what? The cravings come and go. I miss it. I feel sad about it sometimes. It feels like a little breakup. Like, But guess what? Five minutes later, I, I'm like, don't even remember. I even thought about it. Some changes I noticed quitting nicotine. The, oh, my God. The way that my fitness journey thrived. Thrived. When I quit, I'm like screaming, so I'm sorry. But the way that my fitness journey thrived when I quit nicotine, the energy, the motivation, like it's sincerely a very big difference. And so, oh my God. Okay, if you're listening to this, go on Instagram or TikTok at Beasts of Fitness. I don't know when I'll post it, but just keep your eyes peeled, which is a crazy saying. Keep your eyes peeled which is such a weird thing to say. Um, but keep your eyes peeled <laughs> because I'm going to post um, a video of my face. Of my face. The first day I quit nicotine and now I'm going to take an updated picture. 
when I tell you, oh my God, the puffiness. And also at the time, I wasn't really moderating alcohol. Like I was, but I wasn't. When you drink, you smoke. When you smoke, you drink. It's like it's very hand in hand. There's no benefits to alcohol or nicotine or smoking. There is none. It's fun. Of course it's fun, but it's not good for you. And sometimes you have to find different coping mechanisms. You have to understand that smoking is an addiction, but it's also a habit. And there's bad habits and there's good habits. And so I noticed that I missed nicotine when I was habitually, I love that word, habitually, habitually smoking, like in the car, drinking alcohol, like going out. It feels like I'm missing something. I just replace the habit. Little little dum-dum lollipops and gum. I chew so much gum to the point where I'm like, let me call the dentist. Um, but you know what? Calling the dentist with a little something, something going on versus lung issues I'm fine with, you know? I will never judge someone for being addicted or to smoke because I was there. And a very quick background of my smoking, my, my smoking, what do you call it? My smoking history. I started with hookah pens when I was like 14. Me and my friends would be like, who, who sibling can we ask? Like we need whatever. Unfortunately, and then my first, sorry, mom, dad, by the way, but my first, or any family, uh, my first um, cigarette I smoked was sober. I was maybe like 15. It was like maybe like one or two. And then the jewels and the bows, the vapes. Oh my God. It's like in high school, that was a thing. And guess what? I don't regret it because it was fun. Okay. It was, I was a kid. It was fun. Me and my friends would just smoke. We would smoke walking into school, walking out of school in the bathroom. Sorry to all the teachers who probably, I don't know if we're listening to this. I don't know. But um, it's not abnormal. Every, I mean, nowadays my heart drops because kids are in elementary school doing this. And I seriously like want to throw up because it makes me so sad. But we were in middle school. We weren't too far off. It was um, actually... I started smoking in school, like in the bathrooms in high school, but started smoking something like any nicotine, like in middle school, um, like seven. Uh, oh, you know what? Actually, no, it was like freshman year. The summer going into freshman year is, I think, when I was trying like my first like nicotine something. I don't know. I don't remember. Maybe eighth grade. Um, if I'm rambling and stuff, I'm just thinking out loud a lot. Sometimes I like pause and think and then I talk, but I'm just talking. I think it was like eighth grade when I tried my hookah pen. Does not matter. What I'm saying is um, I don't regret it because it was fun. And I I enjoyed that time. Not only do I enjoy that time, I do like reminisce on it. And I'm like, ah. But guess what? When you smoke nicotine, the effects are not worth it. I mean, you literally don't want to leave your bed. Like it makes you like depressed or anxious or it just like it makes you not want to take care of your health. What are you going to eat a salad and then rip a jewel? You know what I mean? Like, you obviously can, and everyone, a lot of people do. But what I'm saying is, like, it just doesn't match. Like, you might not be motivated to get up to the gym because the nicotine is making you very, like, low energy. And that's why I don't like to call people or say, like, oh, this person's lazy. That's why they're not doing it. Um, They're probably just have some kind of thing holding them back, like an addiction or, like, any kind of like mental health issue. So I I refuse to be like, 
people are lazy. Like, I don't like that word. I think there's always a reason. And there's always room to grow. And I don't want to judge someone because they feel like they're in a place where they're not able to accomplish certain things. So I don't look back and I'm not mean to myself for being addicted to nicotine for that long. Oh, oh yeah, my, my history, real quick. It was on and off. It was on and off for age like 14, but hookah pens were very rare though. Like I wasn't smoking that often. I, and then like, I want to say maybe 14, 15, 16 to like 22 years old. Um, if you hear my laptop, that sounds like an airport. I meant an airplane lifting off. Like, sorry about that. But I quit smoking right after like my 23rd birthday, more or less. Um, so yeah. Um, so yeah, I was smoking on and off. Here's the thing. I didn't smoke nonstop. I would lose a jewel and then be like, oh, well, I'll get one in a few months. Like, I wasn't, like, that concerned about, like, having something on me at all times. Except, um, I remember I wasn't, I didn't have a device. And then I went through something in the summer that I was like, well, I don't have any coping skills because I really didn't have any coping skills at that point. So I just bought a puff bar. The friggin' Ludo puff bars. I, when I was like, okay, I need to quit. Like, I know I need to quit. I have never struggled quitting before, before that. Like I said, I would lose, I would lose it. And then I would be like, oh, okay, I'll just like get it in a few months. Like I wasn't fiending. I was never like struggling to quit. I'm not really honestly sure why, because it is so addicting. But the little bars, I think, were more addicting for me because um, they were disposables. Like they didn't leak they didn't need to be charged like the jewel was such a liability that like if it broke or if it was annoying i was like this is more inconvenient but the ludos never let me down this is not an ad please don't go smoke ludos what i'm saying is i think it was more addicting because it was so like reliable i mean i hate to use that word but it was it was always there like it was never broken it was never whatever so i got sick in december of last year nothing crazy just like a head cold so it hurt to smoke. I'm like, well, I sh- might as well use this opportunity to quit smoking. And then I never smoked again. December 16th, 2023. Um, I meant 22. And so I haven't smoked since then. Since December 16th. Oh, my stomach. I haven't smoked since December 16th, 2022. And I don't regret it. Sometimes I'm like, wait, am I never going to smoke again? And... My therapist worded it like, okay, so what are you going to tell people? And not that other people's opinion matters, but what are you going to tell people? Well, yeah, I quit for a year one time, but now I'm just smoking again. I'm like, that's so true. Like, I honestly just, I'm going to go with it. Like, I don't know. Because some people in my life were like, you'll just have a drunk cigarette once in a while. I'm like, yeah, but I don't think you get it. Like, it's an addiction. So I feel like if I have a little casual drunk cigarette, it might turn into, well, maybe I'll just, like, get another, like, Ludo and just have it once in a while. And so, no, I, I will not be smoking when I'm drunk because it's not worth it. Not only that, I don't want to get drunk enough to the point where I am going against my sober morals, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to wake up and be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I, I ruined my year, whatever streak, because I was drunk. Because when you're drunk, your decision-making is off. 
That's why people eat garbage, which not shitting on that. Your girl loves a drunk McDonald's. Don't even get me started, but I don't want to live my life like that. I don't want to live my life every weekend having drunk decisions, waking up feeling like shit and having three or four days to fully recover. That's why you have to win your weekends because people really go so balls to the wall on the weekends to the point where it takes them until like Wednesday to recover and then it's like the weekend again, you know? So I'm very proud of myself. I don't care. I don't care what anyone else is doing. I want everyone in my life to stop smoking, but I'm not going to ever judge someone. But I need to do this on my own if it means I'm doing it by myself. Like, I have to do it for me. And I don't regret quitting at all. I I thrived in so many ways when I quit. And my fitness journey and my business, like, I have more energy. I feel very good. I feel very good not smoking. I'm actually so excited to take an updated picture because... The first picture, it was like the first couple days I was sick. So like take that into account. But also I probably looked like the same thing a few days ago, you know, like during that time. But my face was so puffy. I looked so exhausted. I looked like ill. Like I I had a little cold, but like I looked like not okay. The updated picture I'm going to take today, it's like chef's, chef's kiss. I look so much healthier. I look happier. I'm so excited. Um, I'm going to end the episode because I I can't stop rambling. I hope that any information today was helpful. That's all I want in this life is to be helpful in some way. Never be embarrassed about old things that you've done because guess what? If you have, if you, if you are not that person anymore, you cannot live your life regretful. You learn from your mistakes and you grow. My therapist always words it like, okay, would you do that now? No. Okay. Well, forgive yourself. And you just don't do it again. You just don't, whatever. So thank you for listening. And as always, if you need any topics, well, my outro will say all that. So I will talk to you guys very soon and goodbye. All right, guys, that is it for today's episode. If you found any information today helpful, then I would greatly appreciate sharing this episode to any social media or to a friend. And as always, if you want to follow me on my fitness journey and my business, you can find me on Instagram or Facebook at Fitness. And if you go to bsuzafitness.com, you can apply to become my nutrition client. Or if you live in Rhode Island and want to join one of my group classes or one-on-one training, you can sign up on there as well. Thank you, and I'll talk to you guys next time.